Hello, friends. Welcome to the Truth To You Daily Podcast with Brother Scott. We are thrilled that you have taken time out of your day to explore with us God's timeless truth. Regardless of who we are, we all need the light of God's Word to illuminate our path for this day. And now, here is our youth pastor, Brother Scott. Hello, welcome back to the Truth To You Podcast. It is February the 2nd. And we're looking at 1 Peter chapter 1. We'll be noticing chapter 1 and verse 6 in just a moment. If you've not yet read 1 Peter chapter 1, you might uh, take just a second and do that. Or after the podcast is over, uh, reading through the chapter. But before we go too far, I want to mention our verse of of the week. It's James chapter 2 and verse 13. The Bible says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king is supreme. So some of you may be wondering, why did we choose this verse to meditate on, to memorize? And and it's because I think it's something that we often forget. You know, when we talk about submitting to the Lord, we say, oh, yeah, we got to do that. We talk about honoring our mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. But if you notice, the Bible says, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Well, that, that could be government, that could be uh, leadership at your job, that could be your teacher in your school, that's certainly your parents in your home, but, but there is a submission that James is telling us needs to take place in our heart for the Lord's sake. Okay, so when we're told to do something, um, we ought to do it. Uh, that's why there are laws for the road. We ought to follow those. We're not above those. We ought to follow them. That's bringing ourselves under and submitting ourselves. So James chapter 2 and verse 13 is a good reminder for us to do that. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme. Okay, we're going to get right into 1 Peter chapter 1 and look at verse 6. Verse 6 has quite a few aspects to it. We're going to try to talk through it just a little bit here. But I want you to notice what the Bible says. The Bible says this, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Interesting verse here. Interesting verse. Um, I, I, I really enjoy... A studying scripture and and this one this verse for instance just has so many aspects to it uh, we're going to try to pick it apart just a little bit if we could kind of get a running start though uh, you may look back to first uh, Peter chapter one and and see where the Lord is going with this he, he draws our attention verse to elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Peter is acknowledging what we have in Christ, the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus for us on the cross so that we can have an opportunity to be in heaven eternally with him and have daily fellowship. Uh, th- these verses just right out of the gate in 1 Peter chapter 1 through verse Three are really talking about the, 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 what we have in Christ. And it goes on, verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith and a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Boy, these are all encouraging verses. Th- those are all wonderful truths that relate to 
who, who we are because of Christ, what he's done for us, and what he has planned for us in the future. And there's much that we could say about that. And you say, why do you make that point? What's so interesting about reading these verses? Well, it's important so that we know where we're going as we get to verse 6. And and now that we've talked about that, listen to verse 6 again, wherein ye greatly rejoice. Okay, so so he starts off, he says, there is some rejoicing going on. Okay, you, you churches, you believers in Christ, because of who we are, because of what Christ has done for us, we ought greatly really rejoice. Let me ask you today, are you rejoicing because what Christ has done for you? And maybe we need to go back to that. Maybe maybe today has been a hard day. Maybe you kind of got a rough start. Maybe you need to look back to what Jesus Christ has done for you and what his plan is for you in the future. Because that ought to bring what Peter says here as great rejoicing, wherein you greatly rejoice. Let's greatly rejoice in what Christ has done for us. But notice how that connects with the next phrase because he says, though now for a season. Okay, so, so th- there's, there's something's changing. We know what a season is, right? It's, it's, it's not an indefinite period of time. Okay, we, we have seasons here in Virginia. And I'm thankful that winter doesn't last forever. Uh, we'd have to go to the Arctic for that. And, and I, 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 don't sign me up. I don't want to go. But we understand the significance of a season. He says here, there, there, is, there are certain seasons to life. And he says, hey, you, you greatly rejoice about who Christ is. But, but let me tell you, you're going through a season now as well. If need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation. So there's a season here of heaviness. We could say maybe some seasons of sorrow. I, I read a book not too long ago. It was entitled uh, Seasons of Sorrow. It was written by a man who uh, lost his son. His son was uh, in Bible college preparing for ministry, uh, doing very well, and, and had a massive heart attack as just a, a young kid, a young college student passed away just like that. And uh, he, 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 he wrote a book and the book is basically a, a uh, it's kind of a devotional diary that he kept through over the course of the next year. And he called it Seasons of Sorrow. So Peter doesn't deny that although there can be rejoicing in our lives, there can also be the presence of, of a season, a period of time in which we are experiencing sorrow or heaviness. Now, it gets even more specific because he says through manifold temptations. Okay, this has the idea of, of uh, maybe a, a type of trial. Okay, um, this is manifold, the idea of, of abundant or, or sometimes what seems to be immeasurable um, sorrow or heaviness in some way. So what, what, what might have Peter been alluding to for these you know, first-generation Christians. Well, this this could have uh, consisted of poverty of some type. Uh, this could have consisted of persecution or, or even sickness or, or the efforts um, by others to get them to renounce uh, their fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and to go back to a state of unbelief in some way shape or form. So there's a temptation here. There are, there are heavy things that enter the life of a Christian that can very easily pull us away, tempt us away from serving the Lord. 
And Peter here reminds us, hey, listen, don't, don't forget what you have because of Christ. Okay, what, what, what he has done for you, what he's going to do. Carry with you those memories, even though now you may be in a series of seasons that has brought heaviness to your life. Verse 6, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if you need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptation, that the trial of your faith, verse 7, being much more precious than of gold, that perish though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honoring and glory, the appearing of Jesus Christ. So this, this series of trials, this heaviness through manifold temptation can have a purpose in our lives. Okay? He says, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried by fire. So this is the picture of being refined. I enjoyed so much uh, one of the teenagers uh, last night saying in teen time, the refiner's fire. Well, you know, we, we tend to look at sorrow and we tend to look at, at trouble and trials exclusively. We say, well, these are hard times. But you know what God is saying? He's saying that, yes, they are hard times. But, but don't forget I'm there with you and, and understand that God can use this in our lives to bring forth a vessel fit for the finer a vessel of gold in which we are more like the master. Boy, only, only God can take trouble in our lives and turn it for our good. Boy, it's painful, it's heavy, it's sorrowful, but, but God can accomplish a work through those difficult moments. And I guess that, that, is, that is the thrust of these you know, seven, eight verses in, in 1 Peter chapter 1. There's difficulty, there's trouble, but don't forget the big picture, what God has done, what he's going to do, and, and what he wants to accomplish right now in your life through that heaviness, that season of sorrow. All right, that's all we have time for today. But um, if that connects to you, I, I hope that um, you'll take the time and thank the Lord for Peter's instructions here in the first chapter of his first book. Before we go, I want to mention our teenager of the day. It is Chris. We're praying for him today. And uh, you take some time to do that. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow to study some more timeless truth together. Take care.